Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine, and we interrupt our dogged Britney Spears reporting to bring a special bulletin on the real housewives an expose that came out on the quote-unquote reality reckoning in vanity fair we're gonna go through uh all the astrologies so sarah you read this expose you don't watch all the shows this is actually normally when we don't watch something that we're talking about i i say let's not say it let's pretend we watch it but this time i think it's valuable because I know what the entire Bravo sphere is thinking. What did you think about this expose? First of all, I thought it was interesting that from what it seems, there are lawsuits that have been going on in the background this whole time. I was surprised that, like, to me, the Ebony racism story and the, the Leah McSweeney relapse story are the two most damning for the network um you know maybe the racism one was sort of inevitable and necessary but i sort of think it's odd that they would even cast someone who had such a a difficult relationship with substances like it just seems a little bit like setting her up for disaster i also think the larger message of the whole article was like they all know when they sign up for this like they do know what they're signing up for and ultimately they all find that it's worth it um which is sort of interesting i mean it really is just like with everything it's like you know we all just get to pick and choose in what ways we dysregulate our nervous systems and to what end and so it's interesting here that it's like there's a lot of i think acknowledgement of the self-sacrifice that goes into being a housewife, but then there's also this feeling of like, but this is the best thing I could think of doing. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Um, I think the big question of the article is just sort of like, what is Andy's responsibility here? And like, what is production's responsibility? I think it's probably very necessary and, or at the very least, I think it's probably good on Bravo's image that they're having like alcohol training upcoming, but it's like, this isn't, I don't know if this is much of an alcohol training issue as much as they're just covering their asses because at the end of the day, the more alcoholic the cast seems to get, the better the show. So I'm not sure what they hope to learn. It seems like they know everything. They're just doing it on purpose. So I don't know. I mean, it just, my my largest takeaway was just like, wow, how dysfunctional and what a perfect, just like microcosm for our entire culture. Yeah. How dysfunctional is true, but it's also not 
I, I think that the biggest overarching reaction in the Bravo sphere with the Bravo fandom is we already knew all of this stuff pretty much. And like, we all know that it's dysfunctional. Most people are set like from what I've seen and I'm on the Bravo subreddits. I am on <laughs> Instagrams. I am doggedly refreshing to see what the latest opinions are. Most people are like, yeah, the Ebony stuff and the Ramona racism is yeah completely uncalled for and there's no excuse for it. It's uncalled for. It also is without it being fueled by external substances, a very real, like Ramona's point of view is very real. Like that point of yeah. view of like, I just don't want to talk about race. And it's like, well, of course you don't. And then for her to then bring up race every chance she, what is your boyfriend black? It's just like the whole thing with Ramona, like, even though it's unnecessary and it's really not, it's extremely unkind. It also is the kind of ignorance that I do think long-term we can learn from. Well, I know. I, I agree with that. I think that a lot of people probably did learn from that season, even though yeah. it was not entertaining, but, um, the thing of the thing that was kind of interesting and was a revelation in the story about the racism stuff, first of all, was Ramona's treatment of the producer. Uh, yeah. That wasn't really known. And second of all, the the thing that I found really interesting was Andy's message saying, wow, I can't believe we are getting an episode with Ramona learning about white fragility that ends with her texting Brian Cranston. This is amazing. So first of all, they cut out the part where she texts Brian Cranston and I'm dying to know what that was about. But second of all, he like, I think Andy and I think the powers that be at Bravo thought that Ramona learning about racism was going to be just as entertaining as Ramona secretly not inviting Sonia to her birthday party and not knowing it was caught on camera. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think there was a disconnect between they, they thought that they could have the same tone as previous seasons and the same treatment of the race stuff on camera. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't come off that way. It was people were horrified by what they were seeing. It was not fun. But isn't that sort of like what Ramona's larger, like Ramona would have, tried to argue I imagine like I don't even want to talk about this because it's not fun it's like well she's right about that but it's also not fun because it's like so, it's like too real like I think part of what the alcohol provides as like a sort of silent castmate is that like it all is fun because it's also sort of yeah to have all of these socialites like shitting and pissing the bed is a bit unreal yeah also um they've tackled a lot of other dark subjects across all of the franchises this is not the first time like but for some reason, the racism stuff was a bridge too far for the viewers. Like people just were like, no, this is not fun. Even though we've seen abusive relationships, we've seen financial crimes, we've seen Jen Shaw stealing from the elderly. But this was the <gasps> that season in New York was people just were like, this is not entertainment. But the thing about the alcohol is there are a lot of franchises where they don't rely on alcohol as much. And New York only became a bunch of booze hounds over the past like five years until the new version which half of them don't even drink so the alcohol thing is really new and I'm interested to hear you say that you think Leah had a case because most people disagree I do you do you understand do you know that she relapsed before she joined the show they were sort of trying to 
I thought she was being vague about when she had her relapse and that Andy was almost like hoping that like we got it on the show and like he I thought it was unfair to say that he seemed disappointed when he found out she relapsed off camera because right. what do you mean he seemed disappointed that's so unfair well and it's also just an interpret that that's a total interpretation yeah the thing is like Leah probably shouldn't have and I've interviewed Leah about three times she's really nice so that was what I was going to ask you about too. Yeah, like you actually, this is one housewife that you do that you know. Yeah, I know most of the New York ones, the oh, OGs great. at least. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know them. I'm not friends with them, but I've met them in a business capacity, interviewing them and stuff. But Leah, like, I think the takeaway for most people who are big Bravo fans and who have seen the seasons with the Leah story was just here's a person who shouldn't have been on a reality show. Like, well, that was the thing. Like when I was reading it, even like this article i don't know who was to blame but it's like she shouldn't have been cast like this is clearly someone who's putting their life at jeopardy for this like well but according I guess, to her yeah according to her and i guess but in a way though that's sort of what they all kind of feel which is that like yeah this is really bad and really hard on mental health and really you know the downsides are many but they're all worth the upsides it seems to be like the overwhelming consensus well the person saying that it's worth the upsides was anonymous and mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. thinks it was heather gay because the the vocal patterns match and mm-hmm. just the what she was saying like like the one one of the comments that the anonymous housewife made was like uh at BravoCon, oh my god how am i ever going to be happy again after yeah. experiencing this like adoration and love it just seems like something Heather would say, like Heather is very transparent about the fact that like, this is, she's living her dream and she feels so lucky to be on the housewives. She's a fangirl and uh, the talent. So like, it seems like it was her, but Leah, it was interesting, like for her to even disclose that they paid her $250,000 to go on ultimate girls trip. I was like, you're, they paid you 250 grand to go to Thailand for a week. And, and you're still like what what are well, you unhappy about like do you know how much yeah. psychological like fuckery i would deal with for 250 grand for a week of my life <laughs> like, Dude, totally well and i also i thought it was interesting to see the, like because we always joke about how like this is just like an, another job track like there's you they're they're on the corporate housewives cast track and it was interesting to hear that like she had gone from three thousand dollars an episode to 250,000 for a week where it's like oh there are they are like keeping people like they're rewarding talent like they're rewarding people for their participation and people like are getting promotions yeah and it it is like it, it really is just like a job like that is their job yeah and I don't know what else you're gonna make that much money for a week of work at doing like most of these people don't have careers that right. are that lucrative off of the show. But I think a lot of the stuff that they pointed out with the Leah thing with the Leah stuff was in poor taste, like mm. having them use her name as a drinking game on watch what happens live yeah, like, and stuff like that. But also you kind of have to keep in mind that like when she was on her first and second season, what she season was, did she join? 12 and then she was on for 13 as well so okay she was pl- and she admits in the story that she was playing down 
her history of addiction and recovery and relapse she was not using that terminology so it's kind of like what right, whose responsibility ex- is it like that's your right bad. what did you expect the did, was production supposed to read between the lines like right it does make more sense that when she went on ultimate girls trip it was clear that she had been more open about the fact that she had relapsed and now she was sober again and she was going to aa so like the stuff that that people said to her on that trip definitely is more over the line but before that happened, it's like, well, you, but she was sort of would... just trying to hide that this was even an issue. Right. Because she, yeah. And like, I don't know. I just think she, so she's suing them for disability uh, violations. Yeah. And right. I'm like, which is, a, which sort of is, feels like a reach to me. I know. I don't know what the disability is. Is or it alcoholism? Is it ad- addiction? Apparently, based on one of the subreddits that I was reading, there is, in the Americans with Disabilities Act, and don't quote me on this because it's third-hand knowledge from an anonymous Redditor, but they said mm-hmm. in the Americans with Disabilities Act, there is substance use disorder um, like regulations and qualifications. Like You do have to make some workplace adjustments for substance use disorders, and I don't know what those would be, but my other mm-hmm. question for her would be like, okay, so if they hadn't hired you to begin with because they thought you they shouldn't because you were mid relapse would that be discrimination based on a disability right like you if know, they're like, specifically wanting to cast people who will drink if you're an alcoholic are they discriminating against you but bethany like for instance bethany was never drunk on camera like really she, like, wow her restraint never fails Restraint and also explosive nature, but like, man, when she can restrain, she restrains. That's insane. They they overplayed the drinking a little bit in this story because the housewives really do choose whether they want to drink on camera or not. And like, if someone has a drinking problem, are you supposed to fire them? That seems illegal. Well, right. If we, the minute that we make addiction part of the official disabilities statutes in america then you could sue one way or the other it's like it's you know what i mean it's like no veget if you're doing a a cooking show and it's you need audience that's going to eat meat you're not getting you're not getting discriminated against by being a vegetarian it's just not a match right exactly and like i said there are plenty of shows where drinking doesn't even factor into it whatsoever and like you know no one made um leah pee the bed in mexico like right and also it's a little bit weird how much sonia's drinking factors into this story when she ostensibly didn't even seem to have participated in the story but also reading between the lines as a journalist at no point did they say sonia morgan declined to comment so I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, I was wondering why I was wondering why we heard from who we heard from, like, because they reference a lot of people. Then, yeah, then there was the anonymous house. It's like, why would someone choose to be anonymous? Why would someone choose to be interviewed? And why would somebody not be interviewed, but mentioned? Right. Sorry, I have to put my child back on my food. While you're doing that, you want to know what I learned? Re uh, Leah McSweeney chart? Yes. Same sun, same moon as Raquel. Oh, my God. Oh, 
Virgo sun, Sag moon, kind of an interesting, can you draw a parallel between the storylines of Leah and Raquel, knowing that they both are Virgo sun, Sag moons? Yeah, and not the storylines, but the fallout. Absolutely. They're, these are both people who are being accused by fans of not taking personal responsibility for their actions on camera. Interesting. Both of them, like, that's what everyone's saying about Leah. They're like, you were going through something and you decided to go on television. You're a grown woman. And now, like, you can't sue for that. And people said the same thing to Raquel. So that's really interesting. Yeah. But, but with Sonia, I wonder if she participated behind the scenes because, like I said, it at no point in the story did it say that they had reached out to Sonia for comment. So, like, if they had reached out and she had declined to comment, they would have ha- they would have put that in there. But if mm. she is a person who confirmed certain things behind the scenes, then they wouldn't have, they wouldn't put that in there. But I also just can't see her participating because she's still collecting paychecks from Bravo. And I don't think she holds Bravo responsible for her drinking whatsoever. I really don't like, I think, and she actually, something that she did for the last few seasons that she was on was she would get really drunk during the season and then she would dry out afterwards. She would go on like Mm. retreats and not drink anymore. So like she was confusing to drink when cameras were up and then that's so interesting like to basically have like a season like on in season i drink off season i don't drink literally (laughs) i sort of love that i kind of get that yeah and like she doesn't seem to be bothered like she seems to have picked that and it's a rhythm that she decided works for her i actually kind of like that because i i also get where like even like shooting this might be more interesting like it is boring like i don't know I, i get where alcohol would be helpful in all areas in this world yeah. And also, I have to say, some of the times it seemed like in New York in the last few seasons, some of them were actually maybe overplaying their drunkenness because these women are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and they are almost never visibly hungover. So sometimes I'm just like, and people are like, oh, it's because they do Coke. And it's like, no, if you're doing Coke at that age, you're going to be. You still have a hangover. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, they're like oh it's Adderall and I'm like no that also has a point of diminishing returns absolutely like when you first start taking Adderall it does kill your hangovers but that doesn't last forever so yeah right and and also if anything yeah there's a crash no matter what like even if it's not a hangover there's a crash yeah so like I think some of the time they play up the drunkenness they pretend they're more drunk even than they are like just for just to be funny and, and well it's funny too, to like to think like i'm gonna pretend to be drunk so that i can be like as racist as possible and then i'm drinking right ramona's never drunk whoa that's a bad look ramona's gonna want to start drinking if she's gonna continue to be on tv <laughs> i know she drinks but she's never one of the sloppy people that's like you know making the drunkenness a part of her her persona or her hijinks yeah she like, might want to start she might want to start doing that just just to cover her right, own ass <laughs> You should be like, you know what? I was blacked out for all of season 13. Yeah, it was what, barely me. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. What did you think about Jill Zarin? So Jill's big grievance with with Bravo is that she wanted, it's really confusing because she says that she invited Bravo to film certain aspects of her husband's funeral. She was no longer on the cast when that was happening. Mm-hmm. She and Bethany had not spoken in years. And what ended up happening was um, Bethany and the camera crew 
showed up outside of the funeral and recorded Bethany speaking to Jill. Jill was not miked. Bethany's mic picked up whatever Jill was saying. And now Jill has revealed a few months ago on Bethany's podcast, actually, she revealed that she actually had no idea that production was going to show up at, outside the funeral. Now, Andy, production, they say, we have emails from your assistant inviting us to come. And you invited us to come to the Shiva and we decided not to do it, not to do that. So like, I guess what she's saying is they never confirmed that they were going to come. They And then they ambushed her. So I don't know. I guess what's your take on that? It's definitely slimy, but again, well, not illegal. I guess the first thing I want to say, just as a contextual note, as a baseline note, re Jill Zarin, is that she is a chart twin of your sister. Um, no. So Sag Sun, Gemini Moon, Jill Zarin, like Casey. <laughs> That's so funny. Thought that was fun. Um, they have nothing in, they're nothing alike. No, I don't think they're, I mean, that's where it goes. I mean, Jill is a Aquarius rising, so she's much more, I think, disconnected from, Jill feels more like an alien that's like being witnessed, whereas um, Casey's more of a past life competitor coming back to play, if that makes any sense. But like, interesting. I feel like Jill, well, Okay, so, right, Jill is just upset that they didn't confirm. She wouldn't have minded them being there, two things. Number one, if she knew they were coming, but I think also if she was featured. I think what she's really saying without saying it is like, or I think maybe what she's expressing is like, you're just using me, but you don't really care about me. So it's like, I invited you, even though she wasn't actually even on that season, where she's like, I invited you. I could have been a star for this part. And instead you're like, you're Bethany's the vehicle. And like, you're just using this, my, this funeral as like a, you know, as like a backdrop for a storyline, which yeah, is it, I agree with you completely. It, yeah. Is it, is it a little bit shady for sure? But like, yeah, it's I mean, I, don't know. I, I would be annoyed if I didn't get a heads up that I was going to be filmed, but also if I put out the invite to people or to a camera crew to film it even in more depth than they ended up doing. I don't know if I would have a, a leg to stand on because it's not like the crew, like she didn't have to like figure for more catering. Like it sounds like they just, I didn't see it, but it sounds like this popped in and out and yeah. they don't want to go to the Shiva. That's t genuinely bad television. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I really would not want to see, like, I, I get where this was about Bethany, not about her. And I could see where from an ego perspective, she was like, well, wait, like, don't use my husband's funeral as a place to talk about Bethany, but it's, but it's like, that's what it is. And she's you know, a cast member. Yeah. Like, why did Jill stop being a cast member? She got fired. So I think that's part, that must be part of it too, where she's like, you guys yeah. like, don't fire me. So yeah, like that's the context. It's like, don't fire me. And then use, although in a way it's kind of like, that's what you get. And the housewives go where the housewives go. And why did you trust them anyway why did you trust them anyway and why did you invite them in the first place if you were if you had bad blood it's like if anything that's like such a ploy to try to get like to me really now that we're talking it out it's like oh so basically jill was trying to use her husband's death as a way to get back in a little bit 
And since that happened, she's also gone on Ultimate Girls Trip last year or two years ago. She was like, so that's what's so interesting so about she's this. Not like, she's not like like barred from the community. She just didn't get recast as a cast member. She was for a while. She like she was persona non grata because she apparently went on Watch What Happens Live and recorded her whole conversation with Andy so that she would have evidence <gasps> if in case they edited it in some way. And she and like they found out that she was doing that and they were like, what the hell? This is weird. So I don't know. But I think you're right that like the whole the takeaway is these women are and this was the takeaway from the book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé as well, which is a great oral history of all of the shows. They are they do all become addicted. And it's yeah. kind of like this abusive parent child relationship where all the women are like, wait, but why are you still kind of exploiting me? Like, why am I not um like, why am I not getting final edit? Why does my opinion not matter? And it's like, that's the game. It's yeah, just I mean, this. I'd be sort of curious. So, like, so the first Real Housewives was OC, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna look real quick. Um, I'm just curious when it when the first episode first aired, because I'd like to look at that chart, because it's sort of like, that is the thing that started this whole thing. And I'm I'm just curious about what the like I'll I'll pull that up while we we can talk about something else. But I'm just I'm just gonna check real quick because I am very curious about like what the actual okay. So here we go. Meet the Housewives, March twenty first, twenty twenty six. Okay, let me just pull this up real quick. Um, I'll my favorite this. thing about Real Housewives of Orange County is that it was sort of this weird hybrid, like spook like reality version of Desperate Housewives and the yes. OC. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. It, it turned into this like you know juggernaut and it was just such a random concept i don't know i love it i mean did you watch desperate housewives i used to fucking love desperate housewives no i think i'm gonna start though it's so oh my god i will like rewatch with you it's one of the best it's like watching it was part of like why i wanted to make television like i i just couldn't have loved it more i hope it holds up i fucking loved it I think it does. A lot of people still watch it. It's so good. Who else was in this story, though, while you're looking? I guess. Okay, so I lied. The other thing that really shocked me was this story between Brandy Glanville assaulting Manzo. Mm. What's the deal with that? I know. It's not surprising at all. Brandy, like, she's she sexually harasses people constantly on camera. And in fact, a lot of the women do. It's very weird. That is very weird. And if that's not something that's getting attention now i'm not sure maybe that's just what's next i guess like it, it explains a little bit about explains a little bit the casting of this current new york season because like it does seem like on some level there's been some learning and adjusting from the bravo production team you know like i'm sorry <laughs> no she's welcome i love a third mic get on the mic she's so cute i love a little voice that's okay. I'm pulling this up anyway. I'm kind of curious. Hold on. Um, yeah, it just seems like the current housewives of New York are in whatever way trying to undo some of the like bad reputation of seasons past. Like they all are a little bit not like, okay, sure. Maybe they're not all like housewives and like, maybe they're not even all drinking, but like they definitely are. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're, it's, it's a, it's a bit more tame, I think, than the other seasons have been. Way more tame. Um, it's, it seems like they're trying to elevate the franchise yeah. and 
it's like, well, what do you think this? I, I mean, it just it flies in the face of what the right. show has always been. Right. And the really ironic thing is that actually after they recast it, one of the women, Lizzie Savetsky, she stopped shooting like a couple weeks in because allegedly her husband did basically the exact same thing Ramona did. He said to somebody, such and such thing would be like me saying the N-word, and he said it oh, no. to a member of production. And then they kicked this woman. That's allegedly what happened. And they kicked this woman off. So it's like they it's just so funny they keep running into the same issues even after they've tried to like racism proof the cast wow that's pretty interesting well right like no matter no matter how more no matter how much more highbrow or sober the the castmates are we still can't seem to find that and people that are not racist it's like wow that's pretty telling yeah so yeah this is really interesting the day wow this is really interesting huh the day that the Real Housewives of Orange County debuted, March 21st, 2006, the sun was exactly conjunct the North Node in Aries, where it is now, and where Andy's sun and North Node are. What? Wow. That's really interesting. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, first of all, it means that we are revisiting this franchise in terms of like, Okay, so now it's been through like a whole cycle of its it's been through like a whole cycle of how many years ago was that? Almost 20 years ago. That seems but that seems well, that's what eclipse cycles are 18, 18 years. So it would be 18 years, you know, around that between 17 and 19 years, but it's like 18 years essentially. And, you know, so we're basically here at the beginning again. There's been a whole karmic cycle that this show, like the show has had a whole life. And now it's like, okay, but now we're revisiting and we're, it's interesting. It's like, yeah, we're revisiting and we're asking ourselves, like, what is the point? The other interesting thing is that on the day that this aired, the moon was exactly conjunct Pluto in Sagittarius. So this show really was like a whole new thing that was going to take the world by storm and become a, a franchise, but it was going to have a powerful life like th that was the moon conjunct Pluto truly hitting some real unconscious nerve that we were all yearning for. And that we were all kind of like, in a way the, the housewives franchise set us all free because we could just sit at home and turn on this OC drama and feel like we were a part of this like higher echelon than we for the most part are. Um, Chiron was with Ceres and Venus in Aquarius. So this was the birth of, but also playing off of wounds that we would televise around Ceres women, Venus women. It's a really interesting, yeah, uh, Leo, Saturn was in Leo. So the work of this show, the karma of this show is to build upon the performative nature's of women mars was in gemini so it's all about the action that goes on between women or between characters i mean the chart of the beginning of the show is sort of perfect but i do think it's interesting that we're coming into the show's nodal alignment so the fate of the show is in the balance right now is being weighed in the balance and it's not that it's, it's not necessarily that it's going to 
end or that it's not going to go on, but it's definitely, you know, whenever we have nodal alignments, fate is setting us course. Fate is taking, fate is setting the course straight. It's bringing us back to the right direction. Even if we had gone off the course for a minute and it became about racism or forcing relapses or whatever anyone's claiming, now we're back to this North Node in Aries alignment where it's like, okay, wait a second. Like, what is the actual thing that is going to make this franchise not only continue on moving forward but like that makes it you know because at the time I think when this aired it really was a unique you're right it was a reality show but like Desperate Housewives and like I feel like now this larger question that the show is asking is like and and Andy is really asking himself is like how do I continue to lead in a new Aries, new way? How do I chart new territory? Because it seems like on some level, what it's been, it's, I don't want to say that it's played out or it's playing itself out, but it's sort of like, it's just not, it's not novel anymore. And I think Andy's purpose, the Housewives franchise purpose, both with their sons and North nodes in Aries are really here to chart new territory and introduce us to new, to spark new beginnings in the, you know, larger landscape. So it's it'll be interesting to see sort of like what the outcome of, I mean, is this the first time in the last 18 years or so that Bravo is being sued? No. Like for this? Um, NeNe sued them. Okay. And I'm sure tons of people right. have sued them. And it seems like Nini didn't want to participate in this story. A lot of people were like, why didn't they ask Nini? And I'm sure they yeah. did. But what did she sue them for? I think racial discrimination. Hmm. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure they have been sued a gazillion times. You know how easy it is to sue someone. I think it's interesting that now is when we're getting these, ex- these quote unquote exposés that anybody that's in the Bravo verse is like, yeah, we know. Yeah, they're obviously all like all drinking, but they're not all drinking, Sarah. Also, they're not who. Well, they're not all drinking. Okay, so I guess people are deciding to drink and get wasted on camera and others never do. Correct me if I'm wrong. The vibe that I'm the vibe that I got from Leah's sharing was like, I feel like the whole article, there was a lot of examples of like the producers like gave her a shot as she was pissing in the woods and like like people were. There was a lot of, I feel like the emphasis from the article was like, or the, or the message, one of the messages of the article was like, they want you to be drunk. Like they encourage you to be drunk. So even if people are choosing or not to choose to drink, that I I felt like there was sort of this sense of like, yeah, at least it's fun. Or like, I miss when you're not drinking or like, it's fun to be drunk with you. Like they make it, it is more fun when everyone's drunk. So, you know, hypothetically. Um, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Bravo's fault is the thing. The producers don't hand them drinks, though. Like, they stock the fridge, but, right. like, they're not doing that. And, you know, when they said to her, you need to bring it, she interpreted that as get drunk and throw tiki torches. And it's like... Right. She interpreted that. Right. It's like, well, no, there's so many it's, other... You could be just be high energy. Right. Like, it, 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 she, it was her choice and her interpretation to do that. And, like, in that scene, I just... She's one of those people who I think if you watch her scenes where she's supposed to be really drunk to me, it's it's, it comes across a little bit like uh drunk. Yeah. Like a, 
like a high schooler who had one beer for the first time and just gets really like whoa yeah like gets really hyper do you know what i mean like but everyone drinking is different like she's never slurring and she's never sloppy she's just acting like a maniac so i don't know maybe that's the way she is when she's drunk but like to me like the tiki torch thing it's like yeah you were trying to make a good scene for television you could have done it right but you decided to drink and I don't know. And then, you know, the part where she throws a ravioli at Ramona, someone called her the next day and was like, you need to be lucid. Like that was too much. So it's, I guess I just wonder then like, okay, so then, okay. Cause, cause to me, the biggest takeaway from the article as like a non uh, Bravo light was sort of like, oh, wow. Like behind the scenes, like it gets really chaotic. And like, these women are all feeling pressure to drink and wow, like racism permeates whether we like it or not. Like, I don't know. I guess I get, I guess like, right. Like what is the point of the article then? And like, who cares? Like who cares then that this is all going on? I mean, is it just to support Bethany's case that there need to be unions? Because I do think that reality unions is helpful. I think it's great that now that they've, I, I think it's great that they've added on like alcohol training as if, but alcohol training into the mix it's like sure okay but like like yeah what what do you think the act what is the point then who cares uh here's the thing bethany is pissed because bravo passed on her latest show her latest idea for a tv show she was starting to shoot something that bravo does a lot of the time when they're doing a new real housewives franchise is they frame it as something else to the women that they're casting. Like they said to the New York women, oh, we're going to do a show called Manhattan Moms. And then only later after they shot the whole first season, they were like, JK, uh, you're now the second Real Housewives franchise. Same thing with Potomac, same thing with Miami. Like they, I don't know if they do it on purpose, but to get better people, because a lot of people don't want to be associated with Real Housewives, but it happens time and time again. So Bethany shared a story on her podcast about how she lives mostly in Connecticut now. And she pitched Bravo, a TV show about her life and like her life in Connecticut. And Bravo was like, okay, yeah, we're in. And then they were like, we want to add a few more women. One of them was Eva Amuri, which is like, I think Susan Sarandon's daughter. Oh my God. That's literally, yeah. And a bunch of other people. And they were like, we're actually going to make it an ensemble. And I think Bethany detected what was going on she was like oh they're real housewives of connecticut yeah she was like it's gonna be real housewives of greenwich or whatever and she was like screw you guys like i'm not doing this so she pulled like whatever her contract was i guess she was able to pull the concept um and she was really pissed at bravo so that was one part of it another part of it was she went on watch what happens live probably like this time last year to talk about her new podcast, which is called Rewives, which was about like revisiting the housewives. And basically Andy and this guy, Michael Rappaport, they sort of called her out on the air. They were like, you always talk about how like real, you kind of imply that real housewives is beneath you and you brag about how you left. So why now are you dipping back into the real housewives pond? And she got really, really offended and now she has an axe to grind and she is she she's just hated Andy ever since. So she ended up cloaking it in this unionization thing, which is a great cause and it's needed, but not it does seem needed, right. But but you're saying she's it is needed and she's trying to make that the thing 
so that she can still be in a fight with Bravo, even though she's upset about a list of other things. Exactly. And like yeah. this story, I don't know what unionization would change about any of the anecdotes in here. I guess. Maybe- well, that's my question. Right. Like what what is Bravo's responsibility? What what would anyone's responsibility if you're in a union, but you choose to the union didn't protect. Well, I guess I don't want to bring up Chandler, I guess, but it's like the union has nothing to do with whether celebrities choose to drink before they go perform on a sitcom. Right. I guess what it would be is like you would have a union rep who, you know, whenever I was an extra on productions in New York, I was an extra on what's it called? Um, That guy, the hot guy. He was it was like, I don't remember what the show was, but it was like Luther or something. No. Ray Donovan. Oh, That's what it was. Oh, oh, was I love Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. And cool. There was a, the White Luther. Yeah, I guess so. There was a there yeah. was a um there was a union rep there and she was yelling at someone because we weren't given enough time for a break or something. And I guess what you would have if you had a reality star union would be a union rep sitting and and watching some of the interactions between cast and producers and stuff like that. And seeing if they're encouraging too much drinking or if they're saying things that are racially insensitive, like, I guess you would have because the thing is, like, when you're the paid talent, you are in a position where it can be hard to advocate for yourself. So if there was a union, there would be probably more, you know, calcified, organized rules about substance abuse and racism and you would have a person who would be able to advocate for you if the rules are not being followed. Because like me as an extra on the set of Ray Donovan, I wasn't going to, I didn't even notice that we didn't get a break because journalism, you don't even get a fucking lunch break. I was like, LOL, I get a break <laughs> from standing around waiting to film. I get a break from my break. Like, what are you talking like about? Doing nothing, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Break. But <sighs> like they, like I, as an extra, I would never confront the director or the ad and be like we didn't get our break you need the rep to do that do you know what i mean so like i think that may but but again the story didn't go into that at all and it didn't seem like but and I'll, well right that's what i guess when i almost am like fuck this episode Should we not? like because it's almost like the story is enough it is a nothing burger it's like it's it's just people right. complaining about what where they're at and I guess the other piece of it, if we bring it to the reality reckoning conversation with a union supervisor is like, but in real life, and this is the real housewives, there isn't someone being like, that was racist. Like those conversations are real and people, right. Choosing to drink and act foolish is not that, not that it's what makes it good, but it is the reality of that moment. And that is what the promise of the show is. Well, like, I don't know if having a chaperone is actually. I don't think what I'm talking about wouldn't be someone who's monitoring what happens on camera. It would be someone oh. monitoring the interactions between the producers and the talent. Oh, like that seems to be the biggest. Oh, 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 yeah. Like the that was one thing where Leah did have a leg to stand on with like them saying to her you need to bring it and like you were more yeah. fun last season and blah 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 like having someone to be like wait a minute you guys shouldn't talk to her like that that sounds like you're encouraging a person who's in recovery to get drunk like but then at the same time like yeah where she gets all the text messages from Marisol and all those other people 
about um, why aren't you drinking? Like, yeah, that a union wouldn't solve because what are they going to do? Like, yeah, your point. Right. The only thing to me a union would be helpful for is just like residuals. Yeah, residuals. But I do think that having someone monitor the the interactions between producers and the cast is good. Yeah. You would think that Bravo would want that anyway just to cover their own ass like it's a liability not to have that now they might but it hasn't been a liability until literally this year like this is the first time it's become a conversation like before this it was just you know what i mean like it, it like- what's so crazy though about even just this article is that like like andy's brilliant and like i want to i misspoke his saturn is conjunct his north node in aries so th- he is coming up upon trying to he does need to bring this show and the network in a new direction either way because that is his life's work but he is a gemini duh um but but what i was gonna say before is like like i can't imagine andy opening this article and being anything but pleased that the franchise is just getting some press like it's like this is like the this beast feeds itself because it the baseline of like moral code is so low or sort of non-existent almost like anything that you say about this show creates interest around the show so this wasn't damning enough that like anything's gonna happen and it wasn't salacious enough that we're gonna be like sending it around to did you check this out it's yeah like per your point like even as a non-bravo head bravo head Hmm. What is the word? Bravo light? Bra- I don't know. Bravo Lario? As someone that's not frequenting the Bravo sphere. I didn't even learn them. I'm like, okay, yeah. So they're all like upset about certain things. And yeah. And like sort of unrelated. And it's just a little bit chaotic at times because this is the real housewives. Then producers love the chaos. It's like, so for the three that talked for this story, the four really, because Jill counts, there are dozens more who don't want to lose the opportunity and want to stay on. And that doesn't mean that that it's right. That doesn't mean that the more fucked up things that production has done are excusable, but it's just like a lot of people are happy with the way it's working. And like everything has a trade-off. If you work in the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coal mine, you might get a pension, but you're also going to get the black lung. Right. Like if you get, like I said, if you gave me $250,000 to go to Thailand. Oh my God. Sign me up. Absolutely. I'd do it tomorrow. I would leave my newborn just because then I could pay for her college. Yeah. Literally though. Like I didn't think this article was like damning in any way. I guess like 
it's not even interesting. That's the thing. It's like what I was going to say is like, well, the interesting thing, but I don't know if it's, it's like no shit that the Ramona's racist season wasn't fun, but it is part of the reality of. Yeah. I think the issue with that was more the behind the scenes scene stuff. And um, the fact that Ramona has been hired now, she's about to be on her third like spinoff mm-hmm. show since this happened. So, oh. so they're basically saying like she's racist, but that's who she like. They're kind of agreeing with Ramona, like, but it's not fun to focus on that. Let Ramona be Ramona. She's a she's a draw. The thing that's really fucked up about it is like, what do they not hire black crew members on the on the new seasons that Ramona's in? Well, it seems like that a little bit. Or do they just hire them and assume that she's going to humiliate them at some point? Do you know what I mean? Like, Right. They didn't really say that she had learned from... She denied everything. If you didn't read the article, there was a... She, like, ignored the existence of... of several Black crew members. And she said at one point, none yeah. of you can change your hair because I won't recognize you. And just, like crazy shit but then she tried to use a white example then she tried to be like look i thought jason kelsey was dax shepherd yeah and it's like yeah ramona you you are an asshole to everybody but guess what it's 2023 and you have to develop some racial sensitivity like just because you're an asshole to white people too doesn't mean that you can say things that are triggering to minorities like right I don't know. And so that, but that is the issue. Like they are still hiring her and they're not still hiring Ebony and they're probably not still hiring the black producer who was quoted in the story. So that's, what's fucked up. Like they detonated that entire show and recast it only to move Ramona to a different diocese. Like this is the Catholic church and she's a molesting priest, you know, like I was just going to say like, it, this is just so maybe this is like in some way healing for the Catholic church though. Cause it's like, we kind of have this like a, an in real time view of like what happens when you're a part of the institution, when you're a beloved part of the institution, like we're, we'll do what we can to keep you here. Yeah. Like I, I we're really seeing it from the inside. Like, but she, but but she's Ramona, and she was on Watch What she's Happens. A she was on Watch What Happens Live last week. Wow, yeah. And so there's really, so basically, the thing is like, there's no punishment for any sort of. It's almost like Bravo is trying to take a, like a, like simply fly on the wall point of view, when they actually have an opportunity to affect economic status and exposure of certain talents over others and ebony was great like i loved watching ebony yeah but i get why she wouldn't want to come back i feel like she probably would have come back if they had you think did she get fired or did she quit i don't remember but i think if they had tried to put her in the reboot she would have come back i think she said in the story like Mm i she either said in the story or in a podcast i listened to that like she was hoping to come back for a second season and focus less on social justice stuff because i think they they gave her a directive to focus on that right it was right after george floyd summer and they knew that it was sparks were gonna fly between her and the older ladies because they knew these ladies were ignorant they just they just didn't count on the fact that the audience was gonna absolutely hate it so like it's not ebony's fault ebony also like she used to work for fox news like she's actually not that like liberal or left-wing like i'm actually on her wikipedia right now and i'm just simply based on this i'm shocked that they didn't bring her back for 14 they should have she actually is the perfect anchor she's the perfect anchor for 
the new cast. Like she should have been the OG yeah. to give her a little bit of like just support and cushion and clout to, to sort of welcome the new women. Yeah. I, I'm curious about what happened. I'm curious about the behind the scenes more with Emily. I mean, side note, kind of interesting. Ebony's also a Virgo. Wow. Okay. I, I Well, what happened with Ebony is they don't want a squeaky wheel. They don't want someone who is going to complain about stuff, which is really fucked up. Like if Ebony wanted to sue them for racial discrimination, I'm sure she would have a pretty good case for it because like that would, right. I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious that like they didn't like that she didn't want to be treated like shit by Ramona. But um, who else is a Virgo? Let's do the, do the astrology. Tell me what you can tell me about all these people. Well, so I'm just going to sort of read to you, as I was reading the article, I would pause and jot down who was being mentioned and then just write down their sun and moon and rising if I had it and the nodes. Leah McSweeney, Virgo sun. Now I have to say from when I used to do the moon, you all, and I would do my presentations, Virgo is like one of the least reality star signs. Like they're, Virgo is not a sign of reality stars. So this is really funny. And these people are disgruntled reality stars. They're like, we hate it. Burn it all down. Because like, I mean, maybe they're just not that good. At yeah. It. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go that way then. What Virgos are on this list from this article? Leah, Virgo son. Ebony Williams, Virgo son. Caroline Manzo, Virgo son. What? So those three Virgos are exactly what you're saying. It's people that ultimately had problems being on reality TV. Yeah. Um, and now I'm trying to find who are some successful Bravo Virgos. Raquel Virgo. Ariana Maddox Virgo Moon. Camille Grammer is a Virgo. She didn't have the longest tenure. She kind of yeah. petered out, I feel. She was in and out because people hated her. And she was shocked when she was the villain her first season. She had no idea that she was the villain. And then she watched the show and she was like, what? I think it makes a lot of sense for Virgos to be villains in the reality TV sphere, the reality TV sphere, because they're so above the, yeah, there's like, even with Lee McSweeney and whatever we want to say about the fuckery that she's trying to sort of, or whatever picture she's trying to repaint or whatever blame she's trying to place at the end of the day, if she had just stayed in recovery in her Virgo son recovery zone, she would not have, she maybe would not have relapsed. She would not have, but th- but I guess that's the point. I guess that is the point of the article that ultimately Leah still is better for everything that she went through, embarrassing herself and peeing the bed on these shows because we have never heard about her clothing brand otherwise. They didn't even show her peeing the bed. That wasn't even in the show. It's like why? Okay, are so they- that was really the point of the article. Just like, by the way, she peed. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, it's just like, yeah. girl, why are you post? Why are you posting your own L's? Literally. Like they already, they knew that that was like too embarrassing and gross and they didn't include it in the show. Like, and then she had another part where she was like, oh, Sonia was filmed puking and urinating and they didn't put it in the show. And it's like, yeah, okay. They didn't put it in the show. So what's, what's your beef? Like they actually decided not to humiliate you guys as much as they could have. Right. Like nobody's doing boot and rally and then bragging about it. Just boot and rally and go back out there. Yeah. It's really, it's. (laughs) It's funny because like it's it's just proving the opposite point of of what I think she's she's hoping to prove. It's just like totally. okay. so they actually do have a line and they do have like ways of protecting the cast when they 
become their own worst enemy. Okay. I want to read a couple more of these Virgos because they're all villains. Yeah, they're all, yeah, yeah. they're all people who have been fired and come back and gone away. Tamara from OC. Okay. Lala Kent, villain. Mm-hmm. Teresa and Nicole, the twins from New Jersey. Okay. Uh, Giselle Bryant, who is, she's a successful villain. She And she's not always a villain, but she's definitely the most successful one on this list in terms of housewives. Caroline Fleming from Ladies of London. Oh my God. One of my favorite shows ever. Croy Bierman is a Virgo. Okay. We know that. And the rest of them. Oh, Lisa Vanderpump. So Vanderpump. Kim Richards, very troubled Kim. Virgo. Kim. So Vanderpump and Giselle are the only two Virgos who haven't really like had like their their lives were not ruined by Real Housewives. All the other Virgos are kind of like like if you're a Virgo, I don't think you should go on Real Housewives. It's interesting. All the Virgos on this show are the ones that are the Virgos that need to like go into recovery. Like yeah. Like this is like reality. If you're a Virgo on reality TV, unless you're Vanderpump, you need to really <laughs> like check in with yourself. What are you doing there? And what substance are you abusing that this will ultimately lead to? Like, really, I feel like all the Virgos are here against their best interest. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Which is pretty interesting. I, I'm not surprised that in this list that was in the article at least there's a lot of sag energy there's a lot of scorpio energy and it's interesting too just like like scorpio and sag energy you know they come one after the other but to me it's that one two punch that make make it reality tv if good if because scorpio is like the secrets that and the constraint and the like it's the like like Bethany is like quintessential Scorpio. Yeah. Ramona, Scorpio son. Brandy Glanville, Scorpio son. I didn't know Brandy was a Scorpio. She doesn't give me Scorpio. Let me double check that I got that right, but I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Um, you know, my notes aren't that neat, but uh Scorpio. Yeah. So there's a lot of so I feel like the Scorpio Sag is that combination of castmates is very much a reality TV one-two punch because it's like Scorpio is like, I mean, okay, Brandy doesn't necessarily like scream Scorpio, but she is the one that is getting a little bit too crunk and then groping. You're telling me there's multiple? Like, like she is assaulting the other girls? Like, yeah. uh, And like wait staff. I can't. they all have an issue (laughs) across the series they all have an issue with sexually harassing male waiters trainers tennis coaches like it's really that's another thing where a union rep would step in and be like hey we actually can't have you sexually harass this 19 year old cater waiter on camera which would be great for everyone if if that would end I guess that's where like right like a union worker might step in her place yeah (laughs) just like when you see crimes in progress to have someone step in because the good Samaritan clause yeah the producers aren't going to step in because it's great tv in their opinion I hate it I think it's gross I also think it's gross when the women get physical in physical arguments I think it's I hate to see that that's like if I'm going to watch like gruesome television, I'd rather it be high stakes. That's, I guess that's the thing. I really don't enjoy watching. Yeah. People sexually hurt 
harass the waiters and I don't enjoy watching women like turntables and throw punches like that makes that's like too real I I I hate it I'm like I I don't I would rather see a weird guy with glasses murder and eat your brain than oh two 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 neighbors fist fighting in the New Jersey like I just I that like I don't know like that's darker to me than murder they finally this year on Jersey two of the women got in a physical altercation and they suspended them for a few weeks and I'm like good now that's interesting yeah finally yeah that's a real change actually and I'm sure it was partially because of Bethany raising a stink so like there are some good things that are going to come of this there really are and there are things that shouldn't happen like if I was on one of these shows and someone put their hands on me I would sue them for assault and I would sue well, like, so I guess that's the question, really, though. It's like, at what, like, what is and is not the network's responsibility, and what is and is not like court worthy? Right. The fact that no one steps in when, pe- like, if if someone yeah, ap- yeah. starts to approach someone and no one from production steps in and shuts right. it down. even on Mari, even on Mari, when bitches were like, I'm not gonna-, yeah, people were swinging. Somebody, the security would come in. Yeah. Okay. So tell me more about. Um, the Scorpio energy and how it manifests in this well, situation. Scorpio is, it's interesting to me, like Ramona, for example. Ramona is a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon. Ramona and Bethany absolutely hate each other, by the way. And they're both the biggest Scorpios in the world. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so Bethany's, it's, wow, mirrors. Bethany's a Scorpio sun, Capricorn moon. Ramona's a Scorpio sun, Taurus moon. So their charts aren't so different, but it is the difference, I think, between Taurus energy and Capricorn energy. Taurus energy is a little bit like, I'd rather not know I'm racist. Just let me be. (laughs) Whereas Capricorn energy is like, you don't want to do my show? We're starting a motherfucking union and lawsuits. That is like literally the essential difference. You're a Capricorn moon, right? I certainly am. Yeah, okay. Like, I'm a Capricorn moon through and through. And like, I, that's the thing. Sun, moon, sun, moon, rising energy does manifest very differently. Like, and what I also find fascinating, very few Capricorn suns in the Bravo series. I know it makes me I've sad because so far. you know I would love no, to it make No, no, yeah, but let it make you happy. If anything, you can be the one. But I think yeah. it's a real, <laughs> I think it's a real feather in the Capricorn's cap that they're not like relegating themselves it's like i feel like capricorn sons are like we'll just be the ceo of bravo if that's okay yeah but i can't i i would love it i think i would be so good on uh real housewives of new york i really think i would be great at it gotta live in new york i know i would london? go back in a minute i i mean if they redid ladies of london i'd also be amazing at that You'd be amazing at that also as the like token New Yorker. Yeah, I would be not I would not be good at Real Housewives of New Jersey despite being from New Jersey. I actually might be okay at that actually. But they're so here's the thing. They're violent, but I'm not violent. I hate violence, but I also am pretty violent. <laughs> they're aggressive and they're dumb. Yeah. Right, which I I think I could fuck with that. <laughs> I think aggressive and dumb. My mother that's what we are like the only one who's really smart or witty is margaret and she's become evil the last couple seasons so like there's just no fun in the new jersey fights anymore it's like you know and they're never it never was that fun it was always like new jersey is taurus new jersey is taurus because Teresa's a taurus and she's like the <laughs> linchpin of the whole show it's the most 
Taurian energy of any show. Sometimes I think about a question that we have both contemplated frequently on this pod and at the Munials, which is like, why and how are Taurans like actually so like militant and dictatorial and yeah, like homicidal and, and genocidal? <laughs> and I think it's because I think it's because Taurus energy and it's so Teresa Taurus energy is like generating energy. Scorpio energy is regenerating energy. So when you're when you're asking about Scorpio energy within at least the article, we're talking about Bethany. We're talking about Brandy. We're talking about Ramona. These are all women who are taking what is there and making the best or worst of it. In this case, I would say maybe making the worst of it, but they're using what's there to create, like like you said, Bethany wouldn't be going on this reality renegade if she wasn't actually reacting to something else. Ramona isn't walking around saying the N-word, but when faced with a, a Black crew or a Black castmate or whatever, then it comes out because it shows because it's now there. Scorpio isn't generating energy. It's regenerating energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I also wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that Ramona's not walking around saying the N-word. And she's a big MAGA, MAGA gal. That does track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it makes sense <laughs> to me. It's really weird because, like, the focus of Ramona's racism is 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 saying it like her her real raison d'être in terms of why she's racist. You mean her racist d'être? Yeah, her racist d'être <laughs> seems to be like she really wants to. She really wants to combat the narrative that like black people uh have it hard in America. Yes, yes. It's really a weirdly specific type of racism. She's like, well, no, I mean it's not, you know, like she she's just like, well, I was called the Catholic slur, which was shiksa, which is not a slur. And the producer It's not a slur. And the producer straight up goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, <laughs> and Ramona's like Oh, it's like if someone were to call you the N-word, only she said the N-word. It's like, Rona, you know that that is not the same. Like, you know in your heart of hearts that that is not the same thing. Why do you seem so dead set on trying to convince yourself and others that, like, Black people are not oppressed and or that you are as oppressed as the average Black woman? Like, why is this so important to you i think it's one of those things where a lot and you see a lot of white people who grow up kind of working class or in poverty do this to say well i had it hard too which she did she had an extremely abusive evil father and i think she i think maybe with people like her and this isn't to make an excuse it's just to kind of notice a pattern with people like her, like, I feel like she feels unheard in her struggle with her abusive yeah. dad. And she yeah. feels maybe resentful that that people will give the Black struggle time of day more so now than, like, they used to. Like, she's kind of like, wait, why are we talking about that when my life was also hard? And it's like, well, yeah, Ramona, your life was hard in a certain way. But, like, 
the, we're we're not talking about that right now. And this is what happened in uh, the infamous season 13 episode, Black Shabbat, Ebony and this I woman. I already love the name. Montclair, th- that should be the log line for the town, Black Shabbat. It should, yeah. <laughs> That's Montclair, New Jersey, Black Shabbat. <laughs> the woman lived in Summit who was hosting it actually. But okay. This woman and Ebony hosted a Black Shabbat dinner and um, <laughs> and Ramona's entire dinner being like, like there's this oh my god sarah it's horrific you should get high and watch it you i would love to hear your thoughts but okay at one point there's this woman there she's a black woman and she's pregnant and she's talking about her previous birth and she's talking about the fact that um she when she was giving birth they wouldn't believe her that she had really bad pain from her fibroids and they wouldn't give her drugs for it and she brings up a statistic she's like There are studies that show that black women's pain is not taken as seriously by the medical community. And Ramona interrupts her and is like, well, the same thing happened to me and I'm white. So and the woman is like, it's a demographic issue. Like there's studies that prove this. It's not just me and it's not just you. Yes, sure. It happened to you, too. But like that doesn't disprove this. But like that's Ramona's whole thing is like, well, I've had it hard, too. And that's what's so it's so frustrating because it's like. No one's saying that you didn't is is the thing. Ramona is a Scorpio sun, Scorpio Mercury, Scorpio Neptune, Scorpio North Node. Her North Node is exactly to the degree conjunct her Mercury. Ramona's purpose is to lead us into the interworkings of the behind the scenes of like, 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 how do I put it? She is meant to be saying all of the fucked up shit that she that she says in public because she actually is educational at large. The reason that she is opposed to at large at large is because if she goes into the at large conversation, her speaking is completely interconnected with her exposing some deeper, darker truth that even she might not want to recognize because she actually is a Taurus moon. So she would much rather not go deep, but she can't help but go deep, even if she doesn't want to be going deep. Yeah, that's interesting because um, she physically cannot shut the fuck up about it. Like when you're watching her at right. Shabbat, when you're watching her at, at this uh, picnic table in the Hamptons where she... And Luann get mad at Ebony for saying that she's the most educated person in the room when she is like, you're just uh, watching Ramona and you're like, girl, shut up, shut up. Like, just yeah, shut yeah. your mouth. All you have to do is not talk right now. You can have the most racist thought in your head. And if you just keep it in there, no one's going to know. And you're not going to be the villain and your show continue another season. But she just physically cannot shut up. And and honestly, she shouldn't because, like, if she were younger, she... Here's the thing. A younger Ramona might have been able to shut up. A younger Ramona with her south node in Taurus and her moon in Taurus might have been, like, a little bit more into... It, honestly, into... It's hard to explain. It's, like, into herself, but, like, like... Her North Node conjunct her Mercury means that no matter what, for the rest of her life, like, she shouldn't just shut her mouth. As, like, friend to friend, she should. But, like, 
at large in terms of like the greater purpose of her life, she should not because she is literally peeking back the cur- She's like showing us that Oz is 5'3". That's what she's doing as a life's work. She's showing us that actually all the white, or not all the white people, but she's showing us like, this is what racism looks like. This is what ignorance looks like. This is the white struggle when you've been abused so you can't relate to anyone else's abuse. This is the, she's showing us a very, a very particular white narrative that people are actively trying to conceal her north node in scorpio is basically showing us what she's thinking and feeling in a way that and then her lilith is in aquarius so it's like oh yeah she goes on tv and then it's like you bitch you are the villain and it's like yeah but she's also just a normie who happens to be in this position and is showing us that's why even if it was a boring season I've always said that I think Ramona getting into and playing this part. Who was it that we were also watching? It was on the Beverly Hills season. Wasn't it Crystal that was offended? And they were like, I don't even care about race. And it was like, it was okay, white girl. Well, who was Sutton it that was you were like, talking about? I had Sutton. three girls in Sutton. my hot tub the other day. My daughter, who's white, her yes. Chinese friend, and a black girl. And I didn't see any colors right. at all. Right, right. Like, okay, here's another. But how interesting. Sutton, another Virgo in the mix. Let me just double check if that's that correct. That makes sense. Yeah. Sutton's that a Virgo. Sutton's I a Virgo. love Sutton, though. I really do. She's, I mean, that was a stupid thing for her to say. But, you know, she and Crystal, they hashed it out and and fixed it, I guess. And, you know, she is a 60-something white lady from the South. What, do you, what else do you think? I mean, I don't see color as, like, but I guess that's dumb, what I'm trying but... to say, though. But I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't see color as very dumb, but I think, like, re-Ramona, re-Sutton, I think that they're playing this essential boomer yeah, Ramona, role. Ramona is where it's like I don't see color. Ramona is saying, I see color, and your struggle is bullshit. <laughs> like, that's what... Well, no, she's saying, your struggle is same. Yeah, she's like, I... Or like, you're, you're like, or like yeah. we all struggle. It's like Ramona, yeah, but like, yeah, like different. you can talk about, like you can, because yeah, know, yeah, we know we're beating a dead horse now. Um, this is my question about Ramona and her like Dharma and what her life's work is supposed to be. Is it possible yeah. that your life's work you makes you look like an idiot? Like, is that absolutely, absolutely be something think- that she sees as helpful for herself? That's such she's an interesting question. I mean, of, of the universe. I guess the. I guess what I want to say is that we're all stooges of the universe. Side note, real quick, just because I had to check real quick. Another Virgo, though. Crystal Minkoff, Virgo Moon. Anyway. I think that one of the things that astrology is trying to, or, or so I not trying to do anything. One of the things that we can glean from the study of astrology is recognizing that we are all part of a, an ongoing long-term timeline of human evolution. North node conjunct her Mercury in Scorpio at best. Ramona would actually just like, would, would, would resign to private life. But like, 
she has been such good TV up until she showed her ass with the racism stuff. Like she was the MVP of New York. Yeah, but her showing her ass with the racism stuff, whether it was bad TV or not, is it wasn't bad TV. I have to say, and you had said before this the season was boring. It has like the season had a reputation for being bad because it made people so uncomfortable. Uncom- but I'm okay. Yeah, with yeah. That. And what is Scorpio if not the transitional season? The real issue with the season was that it was a COVID season and they live in New York. Like all the other cities, their COVID seasons weren't as bad because they could all still shoot at each other's houses. But New York, their houses aren't physically big enough to shoot at. So the women were all like, it was literally just the five of them with no interaction with anybody else, no events to shoot, nothing. So like, I actually think that they could have had the racial conversations and the social justice stuff mixed in with a normal season of like, other things to distract from it like it it could have had if it had had both like I think COVID is really what made that season harder to watch like and and I hate that Ebony gets the blame for the season being bad because Ebony was awesome I loved watching her like it sucks and Ramona should get the blame like so many people on all the housewives like message boards and stuff are like Ebony and Leah ruined the last season and it's like no Ebony was Ramona ruined it. What was your take on Leah and her value in the franchise? Because I feel like the thing about Leah is that like she was, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, she wasn't here for long. And she's one of the most vocal ex-housewives in the game right now, right? Yeah, I guess she is very vocal. And she was good on the show. Her first season was decent. She was definitely like polarizing but I think she could have kept Mm -hmm. going and it would have been good but the thing is Leah was each season she was on first it was Leah and Tinsley then it was Leah and Ebony just having those two people having a little double act of younger housewives mixed in with all the older ones sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't because sometimes you're watching the show Mm. and you're like what the hell are these what the hell are Leah and Ebony doing hanging out with Ramona she's 60 right ebony wouldn't even at fox news ebony wouldn't find herself in such a dumbass conversation other than literally at housewives with rona (laughs) right everyone else at least can pretend to be with it yeah the shows are best when the women actually know each other that's right when they started trying to branch down into younger women bring younger women in yeah that started to fall apart and sometimes it worked because you had these really fun culture clash moments like in the beginning of Leah's first season, they all are talking about how much they hate her tattoos. And that was like a fun, interesting to be- debate to watch them get into. But like, then other times you're just like, why are these ladies hanging out? This makes no sense. So the new, the new cast, they're all younger, except Jenna Lyons is in her fifties. Right. The rest of them are all in their thirties. Maybe there's one or two early forties, but I'll kill me. it also just doesn't work either in my opinion, because, but also they should have. The problem with the new one is none of them are delusional and they're all too self-aware. They're mm. not characters. Mm-hmm. They're all mm-hmm. trying to look a certain way for a television show, which is like impossible to avoid now anyway, because the the chi- like the opportunity of being on Housewives is so great to become an influencer and just coast the rest of your life based on the fame of Housewives, even if you only last a couple seasons. Right. So it's I think it's getting harder and harder for them to cast people who are just 
a Nini or a Kim Zolciak or like a person who's just a diamond in the rough, huge personality living a random life. And you put the camera on them and they just like pop like these, the new ladies of New York are not that whatsoever. They're not funny. The new ones, the new New York ladies are not funny. Well, but it's like the franchise is now at its nodal return. It's first nodal return. So I think that the housewives were cast and it's been aired before, right before the nodal return. They're kind of like the finale of this like 18 year run. Now, Andy with his Saturn in Aries and the North node in Aries and this and Saturn after it moves out of Pisces, like starting 2025 is going to move into Aries. Andy is going to have to. Um, I want to say like renovate, but that's not the right word. He's going to have to restructure. Yeah, like like there is a necessary. Like, it's almost like just like get back into alignment with because I, I think you're completely right. At the time that this was launched in 2006. Right. Desperate Housewives was like the most salacious like it's not even it's sort of a sitcom but like you know scripted tv show it was like a primetime soap really primetime soap but but you'll see we should watch i will rewatch it with you it's funny it's really good like it really is good like when i was deciding in 2006 what in 2006 is when i had to like decide my major and i do think that desperate housewives played a huge role in why i ultimately chose film and television because i fucking loved it <laughs> i loved it like it made me happy to watch because it was see, it, I, it's yeah. dark it's mysterious there's a mystery but there's also really good jokes like everything about it's like this holistically fabulous entertainment experience so i and i really give andy also a bu alum i give him massive credit for seeing that recognizing that and it wasn't him though it, it was the production team and what? I, so he was just hired? This is the other thing that people don't realize is like Andy actually is like he's the face of the franchise, but he's not the figurehead. And he's been involved since the beginning, but he didn't come up with the concept. And it's like, like it, Bethany gives away the fact that she really just has an axe to grind with Andy with how much responsibility she attributes to him because right. he's actually not that high up in the whole bravo firmament like he's kind of right yeah like he yes he he was an executive he was an executive producer on a lot of the shows he still is but like it's not like the buck stops with him he's not the president of bravo he's right on screen personality you know wow how interesting yeah like i mean i'll say this Bethany Frankel makes me proud to be a Capricorn moon. The other Capricorn moon in the mix is Sonia Morgan, who also is a Virgo son. The big Virgo or the big Capricorn that I can think of, of this whole franchise. And I want to know how you feel as a Capricorn son with her as your rep is Kyle. Kyle is a Capricorn son. I know. I hate it because I don't like Kyle. What do you think of that? I don't like it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
But I totally get though, just from a non-judgmental point of view, where if you're going to do housewives, you're going to be the housewife of the franchise that is the longest reign. Like, like she is doing it Capricorn. Like she's the best of the housewives. But like, she is. I think no, she's not. No, she's who's not. The, she's, who's the best? Uh, Nini's better. Yeah, Vicky's but Nini is no longer there. No, 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 no. Kyle has been there from the beginning of the launch of Beverly Hills, and she remains. Capricorn. Yeah, but she still name, on the mountain. Name one iconic line or meme or gif of Kyle. Mm. There is wow. A she's she an employee. Wishes. She's in, like, right, she's but that's the, mm, mm, she's the best mm, employee, but she's not the best television. Right, but she is. That's I think that is like the pain from me to you, both on both, both on both on both on both. It's why we need to build out the space trash empire so we can be Andy Cohen's or what we thought he was in our own right. Because I actually don't think that Capricorns are that, like ultimately that, like if you're going to be an employee Capricorn. Kyle is it. The real thing about Capricorn energy is that we want to be the bosses and the talent. <laughs> right. And so, Kyle is like, yeah. Kyle orchestrated the demise of Lisa Vanderpump. Like she produced her out, off of the show. I can't get it. Say more. Say why. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Don't get it take, but that's, that's really interesting. But like she does, Kyle does try really hard to produce behind the scenes all the time. And you can yeah. see it. You can tell. Yeah. And right, like she's she, frustrated not because she's gay or not gay. It's because she's not having producer credits and, and she, actually being a part of the big picture storyline. She thinks she's the queen bee, and it's very, it's very important to her. Like, there's this one scene where they're all in Italy, and Kyle's like, "I wear the crown now." It's like the first season where Lisa's not in it because they go to Dolce and Gabbana and they're selling crowns, and she's like, "I wear it," and the other girls are like, "Yeah, you do." It's the most nauseating thing ever but yeah okay side note though like for the patreon sometime i would be kind of curious to look at the natal chart of just like even just the brand dolce and gabbana because how has dolce and gabbana in this moment in time found themselves at the peak of reality tv like the, why is dolce and gabbana a part of everything scandalous reality tv right now i don't know i think they're just smart they know that they know that that's because they have a such a illustrious name and they know that the reality shows would love to be affiliated with them. Yeah, but I feel like, that. don't you think that, like, up until, like, the last few years, we kind of forgot about Dolce & Gabbana? Other than, like, they were racist and they were fucked up? Yeah, they probably just got a new marketing department head who was like, we got to get on reality TV. Did you see Corey Gamble released a line of silk pajamas with Dolce today? No, Dolce is, they must be just, like, losing money left and right and just needed to just, like, sell their souls to reality TV. Yeah. Well, they are, like, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like Dolce Gabbana has become this, because we all kind of thought it was going to be the, we all thought it was going to be Balenciaga because of Kim and Kanye's affiliation. And then that weird shoot. And then we don't even know who they are. And now it's Dolce. We're all fighting over who works with Dolce and Gabbana. And it's like, Dolce and Gabbana is like, we work with everybody. I literally think they just, they must be having some serious financial issues and hired to like a young, <laughs> somebody that knows, that knows everybody in LA. And it's just like, look, we got to make some money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because otherwise they have a really bad reputation, I think. Yeah, they do. They had a lot of racism shit a couple years ago, but it seems like everyone's kind of forgotten about it now. Okay. Last thoughts. Any final thoughts on this article and on reality TV before we sign off? Okay. 
the article was a nothing burger. Um, yeah. I'm interested. I'm really glad that you came to it with the, the view of a layman because I was very interested in what it would appear to be like to someone like you. It's interesting to me that you picked up on the drinking stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, I think, but I'm also, I, I think it's also because I'm coming off of the below deck. Wait, do that lady. Hi. Oh, Asia. Hello, dick. Hello, dick. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I'm I think it's because we're coming off the below dick, right? Be scandal. And yeah. I think that's, to me, that's where a union supervisor would have been helpful. But they handled that well. I sure did. But the production crew did. They stepped in and stopped it. Yeah, they did. They did. Actually, right. In real time, that was that was part of why that was interesting to watch. Because it was like, the crew is telling. And like, right. But that, the only reason that the drinking, I picked up on that as a, as the more interesting part of the article is because of the below deck scandals. But either way, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's up to everybody to drink as much as they want. Everyone's an adult. So I don't really know that they shared anything super important in the article other than it just proving that we just are fucking obsessed with this franchise that has been t- taking over our lives for the last 18 years. And we're just reading about it because we can and we want to and we're not going to talk about it. And there's nothing to say, but we'll say it. And like they talk about how on Love Island now they're only allowed two drinks a day. And it's like, that's so stupid too. Like, I actually think that's a goddamn shame. I want to say, I think that's a goddamn shame. I would be more likely to watch it if they were getting drunk because that show's boring as hell. Like, I don't know. And there's- How interesting, how interesting. So I don't watch. So the fact that they're not getting crunk and it's boring is actually great data. Yeah, like- there's a huge gap between two drinks a day and piss your pants. And like, I feel like maybe a union rep would be able to help us navigate those waters to still have good television, still accurately document people's lives because we're documenting the lives of people who drink. Like, I I don't know. Almost like, but it's almost like we, what we need more is like an FDA rep. Like we need someone from like food and beverage administration. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm for the unionization, or like, or like the cops. We need someone from the police. No, no, no. I I, I mean, think unionization. No, no, no cops allowed. No cops allowed. Yeah, That's no, a cab. I I hello, for hello, hello. the unionization. I think it's a great idea to unionize, but I don't think that needs to include no more drinking. I don't think it needs to. No, no. Like, I think having someone there to advocate for Ebony would have been awesome, and having yeah. someone there to help Leah navigate the things she was feeling would have been really beneficial as well. So yeah, like I think union reps would be a great idea and I'm glad we're all having this conversation Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of glad it was a nothing burger because I don't think, you know, the FCC is going to be getting involved in shutting Bravo down anytime soon based on this article. So right. Based on this article, right. The franchise, you know, and love is safe and that's enough for now. Exactly. exactly for the Taurus moon for the Taurus moon exactly and That's we can all now. process it together and move forward together sure. and figure yeah, out Ramon is also Ramon is also grateful as a Taurus moon oh Ramona needs to go though that I will say she has got to go but do you get where as a Taurus moon she is reluctant to change her views because she just feels safe in her story yeah for sure and I understand and it. Luann side note Luann Taurus son 
That's why she thinks she's a good singer. Oh my God, that's so funny. Why? <laughs> because she's like, I'm comfortable now, which means I must be good. The female Barry White, yeah. <laughs> that's what she calls herself. She's a herself. Sag Moon, but she's a Sag. That's what she calls herself is like, okay, but that airs on, that, that veers into Ramona territory a little bit. This is not Let's Get It On, baby. But like Leah Sag Moon, uh, Luann Sag Moon. The delusion know, is what we needed, though. Like that's what the that's what this new cast is missing. No woman on the new Real Housewives of New York City would call herself the female Barry White. Like they just, right, they're and, so with it. They're painfully with and it. And like, yeah, they get it, and it's a bummer. But okay, well, thank you everyone for listening. Our next episode, we will be back on the Britney train. We've got can't wait twelve more chapters. You who knows which ones will be public, which ones will be Patreon. You just have to. <laughs> Just sit and wait with bated breath. And then we've got 12 more chapters after that. So that's right. Molly, Sarah, chaotic. Tune in. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Hey, bye. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming.